Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Watching the uh, Canadian Parliament. It was really uh, interesting. Um, anyway, we're, we're here to talk about your book, which I, uh, from the, from from what I briefly heard is fascinating. Could you, Would you mind just briefly summarizing the, the main themes of the book so we can talk to you intelligently? Yeah, well, um, although I've worked in the States for, for three years, I've been outside the States now for quite a long time, so I've got a very satellite view of what's been going on, particularly since 2017, a year which none of you will ever forget, no doubt. Um, but in encountering uh, um, Californian academics while I was in Italy um, in 2019, I, I realized that a conversation with these uh, uh, people who come from a country that I absolutely love and which I've always regarded as being the you know the freest and most open society the conversation with them was so damn difficult that uh, they they appeared to have almost been members of a cult and of course um, what we're talking about here is uh, those who who sit on the extreme side of the woke agenda uh, as compared to somebody like me who's been a journalist and a writer for all, all my life who's always wanted to provoke conversation and stimulate uh, discussion by being, um, you know, <laughs> a, a, a little bit rude if necessary, but te teasing out ideas. And here was uh, uh, the most clear example that uh, people simply weren't listening on either side of the spectrum. So, uh, and I think I've told this story to James uh, uh, previously, I determined that, that because I was going to be in their company for about a fortnight, I had to find a way of, uh, of breaking through. And the way that I broke through was to write a series of skits which were uh, not just uh, satirical, but were uh, broad examples of absurdist humor, uh, particularly around uh, victimhood and and uh, uh, gender and and racial issues. And eventually I had them laughing. And so I, I, I said to myself, okay, there's no point in writing polemics because uh, uh, people are not listening to polemics. If I can put together... Um, a, a, a book which is very heavily laced with not just irony but absurdity, uh, then maybe it will get people to think about the issues uh, in a more relaxed manner. And that's essentially what this book is all about. So it's set uh, 40 years ahead in the year 2060, which as James has indicated, we probably all feel safely that we won't be <laughs> too active around 2060. I certainly won't be around uh, in 40 years' time. Uh, it's it's not a coincidence. Um, George Orwell uh, wrote 1984 in around 1948, and he thought it was pretty safe to uh, speculate about how society was going to be in 1984. He missed the mark a little bit 
Um, but uh, I think we've caught up with them since, and uh, there's, there's, uh, there are examples everywhere, as we've just indicated, talking about the Canadian truckers. Well, could you give us? Could you just give us one absurdity in your of a novel that we we could glom onto? <laughs> uh, yeah, this, the, the 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 issue of of identity and victimhood. Um, the the world government uh, in forty years' time um, ha has a series of of uh, articles that. Uh, that really determine uh, the rules by which uh, people are going to live. Um, and one of them is that um, if you can uh, uh, prove your level of victimhood, you will receive s society points, which are determined by the level of, vi of victimhood. And on, based on the society points, you will receive universal basic income at a given level. So this results in everybody competing with everyone else about their level of victimhood until, <laughs> until the, 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 uh, the, the government's budgets are blown out of the water and they frantically uh, search for, for means of pulling it back. Um, one of the ironies being that um, uh, what used to be the majority um, in the society, which was essentially white males and white females, uh, had now become a minority. And the minority was um, de deserving of special treatment <laughs> under the victimhood rules. So the whole thing had backfired completely. So that's one of the, uh, one of the little scenarios that I paint in the book. Um, <laughs> many more along those lines. But... Um, uh, as I've indicated, I, I write with a very broad brush of absurdity. And uh, you may have noticed that um, in the postmodernist bookshops, there's no humor section. <laughs> you know, you're right. Um, then, uh, then there was a book, uh, when, when Laughter Dies, died, When Laughter Died. I, I've been trying to find the book for almost six months, and it talks about the fact that once we stop laughing at ourselves, uh, we really uh, go down a bad path. Um, uh, how do you equate that, for instance, in California, where uh, people are saying now you should take in a homeless person in, uh, 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 into your home because there's too many of them? How, <laughs> Well, I think start with the politicians. I'd be very interested in seeing them taking the homeless in. Um, <laughs> in fact, it might even encourage them to, to, to leave the state. Um, the, <laughs> the level uh, of, of, of absurdity is perceived by, by people who are neither on the extreme uh, left or right of the, of the woke spectrum as being essentially insane. I mean, the people who are who are getting on with trying to make a living, like the like like the truckers, um, they just shake their head and say, are "You crazy? What the hell are you talking about? This is insane!" Right? Mm -hmm. um, now, I I think that that is that is a, a, a very healthy uh, attitude to adopt. 
towards uh, people who have pol political agendas because they are essentially insane and they're ask asking you to enter into an insane conversation. Well, you can't win an insane conversation. So what can you do? Well, you can simply laugh at it. And <laughs> tyrants hate being laughed at. Yes, but unfortunately, they, <laughs> that's a... Uh, whenever you do try to bring some laughter into it, they, uh, they uh, knock you down and start with that bad word, racist. <laughs> well, but does that matter? <laughs> because you know, you know you're not racist and you know that they're insane. So, <laughs> so, so, so why should you be afraid of, of, of their accusations? I mean, you should really be proud of them. Uh, I've watched uh, over, the, over the last week this uh, uh, interesting situation with the Georgetown law professor, uh, Ilya Shapiro, yeah. who, ha who had the gall to suggest that um, open race and sex discrimination has been illegal for years, yet Joe Biden has declared he'll only consider black women for his nominee to the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> How do you approach that? I, I'd say I, I approach it with a certain sense of irony, <laughs> um, but but I've I've seen a couple of images on screen, and and um, this is from the, the activists uh, at Georgetown who were demanding that uh, Shapiro uh, be cancelled, that he that he should lose his position at the university, and 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 among them was this. This, this little blonde girl holding up a big sign uh, which said, white privilege is the problem. And, <laughs> and I, I've had it blown up and, 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 I sh and I show it to people and I said, do you see the irony? Her parents are paying $60,000 a year for her to be educated at this goddamn school in Georgetown, right? And, and and there she is. She's never done a, a, a stroke of work in her life. She's probably going to go straight into publishing as soon as she uh, uh, graduates. And she is holding up a sign that says white privilege is the problem, to which I would answer, yes, it certainly is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then also the <laughs> the, the well, was but did you did you see that she was suspended from her job? Um that uh, uh, I couldn't tell whether he's a man or a woman, but the dean has suspended Elia from the job. Yes. From, oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's absurd. Well, they, they, the administrators are absolute cowards. Mm. But but, but they attended they attended the, uh, the 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 activists gathering, and and there were these precious little snowflakes. Um, demanding that a special room be made available in order for them to have somewhere to cry. <laughs> no, no, that's true. They said it on camera. <laughs> they also asked whether it was possible for the university to supply them with some food. Maybe free lunch would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, Artie Fabler with us today. We've also got Don Mazzella and, of course, our good friend IQ Al-Rizzoli. IQ is from the Middle East. Um, do they have crying rooms and provide free lunch in the Middle East there, uh, IQ? Yes, Yes, with a bullet in the head. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let me say something, please. Yes, go While ahead, my friend. The gentleman is humorous, and I understand his point of view. I come from the exact opposite direction. I don't find it humorous. I find it is tragic and threatening and frightening. And from my point of view, I incite for counter-revolution, even to execution. Take what's happening in Canada and what's happening in New Zealand. They're exactly the same mentality. Yep. The prime minister of New Zealand is a woman, completely detached from reality. She yep. wore the hijab to defend the so-called Muslim in New Zealand. And she took the guns from all legal people having guns in New Zealand. That was draconian. She, had, she, she should not have had the right to do that. But she did it. And the New Zealanders went along with it, which was wrong. This is the trouble. The trouble is not only are the leaders draconian and tyrannical, the ordinary men and women in the street, the people who pay their tax and work very hard, are silent. And that's the most dangerous thing that's happening. I don't know if Ilya will agree with me or not. Well, you obviously know that New Zealand political uh, uh, scene very well. And I'd, I'd say that you've summarized it uh, uh, quite succinctly. Um, however, I, I, I disagree that, um, that New Zealanders will continue to, to support the authoritarian style of, of rule that, uh, she, that she has imposed. She's, she's an opportunistic socialist. Uh, she was the, the president of the International Young Socialists. She's been, she's been heavily coached through her teenage years in the, in the uh, not not just the ideals, but in the objectives of the socialist movement, which which are uh, very uh, lightly disguised Marxist. It, um, they wish to overthrow capitalism. They're not. They're not. Um, uh, and the slightest bit supportive of democracy, except for so long as as they manage to get into power, and uh, so she's taking advantage of that position at the moment. But her her uh, her poll ratings are plummeting rapidly. I do see si yeah. signs of hope, and I see signs of 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 hope uh, in uh, in this whole um, movement in Canada as well, which. It, it wouldn't surprise me to see that spread into Washington within the next uh, month or so, because the ordinary people are the majority of people. They're the people who are fighting to make a, make a living, to put uh, food on the table for their kids. They're the ones who, who have, have been placed in this position now where um, both mothers and fathers have to go out to work just in, in order to survive. Yep. And th and through throughout the, uh, the the Western world, which it, which appears to be so privileged and appears to be so rich, those are the majority of the people. You are absolutely right, which confirms what I'm saying. The men and women in the street, they want literally to live ordinary life. They don't want to be tyrannized, yeah. because now the governments in Europe 
the governments in America and in Canada and in Australia and in, in New Zealand, they're not only tyrannical, they're fascist. I'm not being extreme. I'm being exact. They're fascist. Because in fascism and Nazism and communism, what they want to do is silence any opposition. And how do you silence them? Either shouting, shouting them down or shooting them down. And that's what they're doing. You, yeah. you, you, you start by dividing them um, because a divided people are much easier to control. And then secondly, you instill fear in them. You try and keep that fear going as long as possible. COVID has, has been the greatest opportunity, I think, that, that yeah. tyrannical um, uh, autocratic bureaucrats and politicians have had for the last 50 to 100 years. Um, but it's running out of steam. Unless they can summon up another virus somewhere, um, <laughs> then they're going to have to move quickly. That's my feeling about it. I sincerely hope you are right. But I can't you know, they see say, it happening. They Sorry, say Canadians. Yeah, no, they say Canadians are the most law-abiding citizens on on the earth, and I've often heard that New Zealanders are the second. I mean, and when you see um, movements like this in both of your countries, you kind of uh, believe there's maybe hope for us. What do you say to that? I think I think that one of the um, the unusual uh, uh, characteristics of the United States is your federal system where you have um, uh, 51 states um, that all have uh, their own internal politics and people are capable of gravitating towards uh, states that they f feel uh, is a better fit for them. And that that in a way diffuses a, a lot of the potential for um, upheaval and, and, and revolt. Now, I simply don't understand how people can continue to live in, in, in San Francisco and watch what uh, those progressive legislators have done to what used to be a beautiful city. I simply don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, in, unless they are, they are held there... Uh, for pecuniary reasons, that they simply can't uh, uh, pick up their business or pick up their livelihoods and, mo and move elsewhere. Who would want to live in a city like that? Um, there is, uh, uh, my reading suggests that there has been uh, some substantial movement towards uh, uh, Florida and Texas because of the way that they have handled uh, COVID as opposed to the eastern states states like uh, New York and the, and the Western um, uh, anomaly like uh, California. And so maybe that it, it just has served to defuse the situation a little bit. But now that people are coming back to work in the United States, and I think that's the, 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 probably the, um, the most encouraging uh, statistic that I've read in the last week or so is that, uh, that the um, Resigners that that uh, dropped out of the workforce are now starting to come back. It means they want to get to, back to work, um, and, and and I think that they won't stand up um, for 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 mandates, for instance, because 
they need to make a living. And why should they allow uh, a, a government at whatever level to stop them from making a living? So for, for those of you who would like to see um, reaction, uh, revolt, um, I, th I think you will see it in this coming period. They can't keep COVID going any longer. I mean, who believes Fauci? <laughs> you know what I That's think is way. what I think is crazy, Artie, is I I know several you know diehard Democrats who were you know orange man bad. We got to get rid of Trump. They didn't want to vote for Biden, but they 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 just oh, we had to get rid of Trump. And now they're they've even been lost. That that they're like. This Fauci character, what is his deal? <laughs> and and I have not had too much, you know. What, what, with Fauci, I always thought it was crazy because this is the guy that during the, uh, you know, he screwed up AIDS during the and HIV during the eighties. You know, he had he had told everybody and their brother that, oh my God, you're going to get HIV and AIDS from just touching a doorknob. So oh, the toilet seat <laughs> at the toilet seat and. <laughs> so when he pops up again i'm like are you freaking kidding me he's back <laughs> why is he still there why is he still there how can these bureaucrats cling on this the system in washington must must be so vile that that they they have have created a a a, a phalanx of protection yes. around Results. You know, you take me down and I'll take you down. I've got stuff on you and you got stuff well, on me. Well, you know, you um you bring up something that I was gonna bring up later with our other guests that we've got, but I'll bring it up here since you just uh sort of gave me the 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 door to uh to present it. Um good old Nancy Pelosi and the crew are being there is all this pressure, and I I, I assume this came from the fact that the Young Turks have talked about it. Glenn Beck's talked about it. Alex Jones has talked about it. Everybody you could think of is talking about this insider trading thing that now there is pressure to ban insider trading. And earlier today, I was watching, I think it was Newsmax or Fox, Fox Business. I think it was Fox Business. And Nancy Pelosi said, well, you know, if we're going to get rid of insider trading, it, this should cover the Supreme Court too. And I'm like... Oh, so is the Supreme Court people been making a bunch of money? And so now she's got this attitude of, well, if I can't make any money, they can't either. <laughs> but, but, but did you notice in the um, but did you notice in the legislation it specifically excludes current members of Congress? Of course it does. It specifically <laughs> excludes. And then it's successful. The definition of a cesspool. That's what it is. You don't I have. A, oh, absolutely. Honestly, only... You don't have a functional government, a democrat. What you call it democratic? What I mean by democratic, I mean. Oh yeah, that's that. That's a system that's, of justice. Yeah, that's that's been gone for for the longest time. You, you've got. You know, well, one of the things that uh, already brought up earlier was he was talking about progressives and one of the things i always find so so funny about the progressive movement is that the real progressives 
They are beat down with sticks by both sides. But the fake progressives and these these people that are that are basically trying to figure out a way to grift off being a progressive, uh, they're celebrated and they're given all sorts of awards and oh my god. But um, you know, real progressives who are trying to get you know a, a fifteen dollar minimum wage and health care passed and all these things, and they want to make things fair. Hell, those those people are teamed up on. I, I, I can't tell you how many um, elections around the country. If a real progressive wins the Democratic nomination, the Democrat that lost will team up with the Republican <laughs> and they will run ads <laughs> and knock that progressive out of it. And I'm like, a nicer bunch of people. Yeah, they're, they're, it, it's just like the great Michael Savage said years ago. It's a, it's all a Ponzi scheme. Um, you know, it's it's the guy with the with the three cups and the ball, but there's no ball, <laughs> and uh, everybody is, you know, it, it's a big giant club, and you're not in it, as George Carlin used to say. Yeah, uh, Artie, can I uh, can I call you Artie? Go ahead. Can I ask you this, since you're on the ground in New Zealand, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think there'll be a snap election or something to get her out of office? Um, no, there won't be a snap election. Um, the, the next election is uh, November of 2023, and it it's a good thing that it's November 2023 because the opposition parties in, in New Zealand have been um, riven with internal uh, uh, discontent and are going to need that period in, in order to sort out what they actually stand for. Um, I guess you could say that that the politics in New Zealand are not dissimilar to the politics in the United States, in so much as there is a clear left wing, uh, as opposed to a centre right wing, but for most of the last uh, sixty years or so, um, they've all been fighting for the for the for the centre ground. It's only since uh, Jacinda Ardern, the, uh, the the arch socialist, has got into power that the the left wing has has veered dramatically left, radically left, um, and is encouraging separatism for the uh, for, for the uh, Maoris who claim to be indigenous, but in fact are just migrants in the country the same as everyone else is. Um, they, um, th- they have put through an, an agenda in the last 12 months under the cover of COVID that is borrowing billions of dollars to say that they had to fight the COVID emergency. And they've used a lot of that money for for agendas which are extremely socialist. And if they if they had announced them as, as um, part of their policy platform prior to the previous election, there's no way in the world they would have got in because New Zealanders are staunchly against it. So um, I don't I don't see violence growing. Uh, exponentially, I I do see resistance growing exponentially, and the polls are suggesting that. I mean, a very rapid turnaround is 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 taking place, um, and and 
And that would be, a, a, as far as I'm concerned, a good solution. Now, the, the problem is whether there's going to be a lot of difference if the alternative centre-right party gets into power next year. Because once you establish a very high level of, of, of uh, welfare dependency in a country, it's almost impossible to take it away. Yes. And, uh, and, and that has, has really been the, the issue, the, 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 main, the main problem here. I, I, I have a saying which I, which I use whenever people will allow me to, which is um, we voted for democracy, we lost to bureaucracy. And it's the bureaucracy that is entrenched in Wellington, the, the capital of, of New Zealand, that is so hard to unseat. You can tip out the governments, but the bureaucracy stays, and it's the same in Washington. Mm. Yeah, it just it, it cool. just never just I mean, never yeah, ends. <laughs> Could I just ask one more quick question? Yeah, go ahead, my friend. Go will, ahead. Will the All Blacks come back? Will they come back? Well, you know. Uh, they haven't won uh, recently, if, if, I, if I follow, as much as I can follow them in, in American media. But uh, uh, it seems to me that the, their dominance has somewhat uh, uh, um, been, been overtaken. Let me put it that way. Yes. Well, they, they didn't win the last World Cup. They won the World Cup prior. Uh, and I think they've won it uh, uh, three times, and so there has always been an assumption that the that the All Blacks are the supreme uh, rugby team in the world. It's a bit like Brazil with soccer. You know, um, for years we were always taught that that Brazil was the greatest soccer playing country in the world because it won I don't know the first two or three uh, world world soccer cups, football yep. cups. Yep. Um, but now they don't even rate. I think what's happened to the All Blacks, and thank you for raising it because it, it makes my chest swell with pride to think that there are people in North America who follow the All Blacks. Um, <laughs> the, I think what has happened is that the Northern Hemisphere countries have caught up dramatically. They have all had New Zealand coaches, but the big thing is that they have a, 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 a big money competition, a professional competition there. And so all the players are attracted into uh, the, the teams in Europe and particularly in the, in the UK. And that's raised the level of their rugby dramatically. So the All Blacks have probably stood still. And we have a very small population base. We, 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 we keep denying the fact that we rely heavily on the Pacific Islanders um, to, to su supply the, the grunt in our team. Um, but it is true. Um, uh, big white boys are not playing rugby. <laughs> uh, I, I just have to tell you, when I was uh, in New Zealand um, on R and R from Vietnam, I just I just loved your country. I just fell in love with the all all blacks, and uh, just watching them is a pure uh, a pure joy. Yeah. Oh, many many years ago, I hate to tell you how many years. Yeah. Well, they do play attractive running running rugby, um, and they are the the highest rated team in in terms of uh, international support and being able to fill stadiums. 
but it's pretty hard out of a country of just under six million people to keep it all going. Yeah, yeah. So I just had to ask the question. I haven't talked to anybody like you in a long time. Well, you didn't ask about the America's Cup. Well, I I don't even want to go there. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Uh, it's no longer the America's Cup. Did you see? I mean, when you're moving along at 70 miles an hour or whatever those things are going at, I mean, that's not sailing. That's race and that's something else. It's Formula One on the water. Yes. Well, I have to. Can I steal that one? That's a great line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Formula One on the water. That's fantastic. That's a great line. I, I, I hadn't thought of it that way until you just said it. Well, uh, although I don't want Larry Ellison to 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 win it, I, I would like to see the United States win it back again, so that it becomes a true in, uh, international competition. Um, at the moment, it's very hard for, for teams to raise the the two hundred million dollars necessary to mount a challenge each time, and and then go down to the bottom of the world to New Zealand to do it. Yeah, up to you guys. Come on. There's a challenge. It's up to you. <laughs> we'll, we'll put IQL Rizzoli right to work on that. I would love that. But I don't think you have enough white people with balls. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, Artie, you have been fantastic. Before we let you go, how do we get in touch with you on the web and buy your book and everything else? Yeah, well, obviously, I've got a website, which is agenda2060.com, and people communicate uh, with me through there. I've got some nice correspondence uh, going now with people who's, who who send me snippets of information, of, of things that they f find absolutely absurd. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure that in, that in future when I come on your program, James, I have good news. I don't want to be constantly talking about how bad things are. I'll give you a little <laughs> snippet of good news, gentlemen. Um, a, a poll conducted on uh, the attitude of the different generations towards cancel culture. Guess which generation is most strongly against cancel culture? There's a prize. Young ones? Absolutely. Generation Z, born 1997 to 2008, is most firmly against cancel culture, and only 8% of them are in favor of it. But we, we all boomers, <laughs> we're the problem. Well, that Maybe seems, that like seems to be the case. The <laughs> Don't blame me. I voted for, for Trump. <laughs> Well, Artie, thanks for doing this, my friend, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Nice, nice hey, Artie, you're you. great. Really great. Nice to talk to you. Thank you, Artie. There he goes. That's Artie Fabler, and we are going. I've been trying to get a hold of our next guest on on the old skip Skype, and I haven't uh, have not been too successful. So I'm going to call him on the traditional telephone, and we will see. If I can raise him that way, and for whatever reason, Skype and it's uh, gotta love That's it. That's because IQ is hogging your time. Well, IQ is great, and if I could get an America's Cup team together, 
and we put IQ as the captain. I would love that. That would be that would be that would be fantastic. But uh, Jeremy, uh, fire and brimstone. Jeremy, can you hear us, my friend? I can hear you. Hello. I tried to call you on the old skip Skype, and it just kept telling me you were unavailable. The what? It kept telling me you were unavailable. Oh, I Skype. I didn't even know you were calling on that. Well, I've 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 got you now, so that's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We have got a uh, a great guest with us today, the fantastic Jeremy Murphy. He joins us here on our big broadcast, and uh, he has an amazing book, F Off Chloe, Surviving the OMGs and FMLs in Your Media Career. And um, we were talking last week, uh, IQL Rizzoli brought up Jeff Zucker, because me and Don here were sitting here just talking. And he's like, is no one going to bring up Jeff Zucker? And then no soon did I get that show finished. I got an email from your PR people touting you talking about Jeff Zucker. And I'm like, well, we'll just book him for this week. So, Jeremy, what in the world went on over there? Was it the fact that somebody was covering something up and they got rid of that person and so now that person is like well if you're gonna get rid of me y'all are gonna go (laughs) no this is very you know everybody's like oh it's ratings it's politics no 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 he is head to head with uh chris cuomo in a lawsuit so they got rid of chris and the one thing you have to understand is the Cuomos are street fighters. They're brawlers. They grew up in New York state politics. It's a blood sport. Okay. And so Cuomo's lawyers through the discovery process got through all kinds of emails and documents and they found some really smoking stuff and no one knows what it is, but it was enough to get Jeff Zucker to say, you know what? I- I'm going to resign. You know, I'm having an a consent affair with another adult so that's obviously you know uh firing grounds which whatever uh but it's definitely worse and so he they're covering something up and and they're making it so they can just pay chris to go away wow don mazella what 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 do you think about this well you know uh, i i don't know if you're in uh katie keurig's book but she, uh, if you look in there, she uh, all but said that they were having an affair in in her book two years well, ago. Well, it's the worst kept secret in media. I mean, everybody's known this. The fact that he's giving up this huge position of, of influence and money and power because he's, you know, boinking his uh, 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 colleague or co-worker. I mean, they're both adults. They're both unmarried. Um, I didn't know that was illegal. Um, and no one's resigning over that. I mean, not the slap on the wrist. So, to, so you think for it's another reason? Up, yeah, for for him to give up that kind of position, you know, it was something a lot worse. And I don't know if we'll ever see that. But again, you know, the Cuomos they fight. You know, <laughs> I would not want to go against that family because they are brawlers. Let's back up a little bit. Um, <laughs> You're saying, in effect, that um, that might be the public uh, reason, but there is, there's definitely another reason that that he's resigning. Am I hearing it correctly? 
Oh, absolutely. They found something else. There's something, there's a smoking gun. There's something much, much worse that uh, we're not going to know because, you know, it's discovery and it's private and it's legal. But there had to be something much, much worse for, for, for a man like Jeff Zucker to give up the throne. Um, you know, they, he's not doing it over a consensual affair that every, my cat knew about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> 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 that's not the reason he's resigning. Yeah. I just, I, I just find this so strange. Uh, IQL Rizzoli, you, you were the original one that wanted to discuss this. We've got an expert with us. What, what, what do you have for Jeremy? I think what he said was very logical. I love logic. No conspiracy theory. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> yeah, I love logic. As he said, he had no reason to resign over a marital affair. He's not married. She's not married. They can have sex from here to eternity. Nobody's <laughs> reason. Right. But, but if there is something beyond that, yes, it sounds very real. Yes, I agree with that. Oh, this. there definitely is. Absolutely. Yeah, I, like, Jeremy, I'm agreeing with you 100%. Oh, no, I, and I'm glad like you and I are, are like mine. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go sideways for a minute. Uh, I don't know if you saw that the ratings on uh, MSNBC have gone downwards. And there's a story, I think it's the Today's Post, that uh, the reason is Kate Maddow is not on. What do, you, do you think that's the reason, or is there? do you just think that uh, people are getting a little tired of that, the, that type of programming? Um, well, I think, you know, we, we were all addicted to the Trump soap opera, and, you know, they call it immediate the Trump bump because everybody's ratings went through this sky. Every readership went up, right? Because it was like a national drama. Oh, yeah. And now, you know, we have a cadaver in the White House who um, <laughs> you know, is putting us all to sleep. And, you know, and then, um, and that's why, like, you know, and Rachel, you know, actually, at least she's engaging, right? Like, at least she's smart and you don't, you don't have to agree with her, but she, she is interesting. Yes. And, you know, she that weird deal where, like, I guess she never has to work again, but gets millions. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the rings went down because of that. Um, you know, she is she she wasn't on. So the ratings are down. But why do you think she left? She didn't leave. She's so she signed a new deal with NBC that allowed her to do long form stuff to allow her to do a bunch of other stuff. So she doesn't have to do her show every night. Um, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, they have substitute hosts and, and, uh, you know, um, they're just filling the space. Um, but yeah, she's got a new deal that, um, so she doesn't have to do, you know, the, 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 the um, you know, the, the habit, the, the daily thing of doing a, a nightly talk show every night, which is live so that, you know, that's 9 p.m. Yeah. Um, so um, she's definitely um, going to have a different way of life. You know, you don't have to stay up that late to, to host a show. Um, but, yeah, that's the reason. Jeremy, well, would you agree with me that the level of people who listen to her must be with an IQ below 10? Um, I wouldn't say that. I mean, that's kind of like technically an ant. So <laughs> you have to have a, like a, an IQ above that to turn on the TV. 
<laughs> but I definitely You're think very she generous. Very, You're very generous. She, you know what? She, she definitely has a perspective um, that you either agree with it or you not, you don't. But that's, you know, that's the thing with media right now is it's niche viewing. Like you can figure out, okay, this is how I feel and I'm going to find someone to validate it. You know, yes. no, one's think, no one's listening to the contrary to, I don't know, learn what the other side is thinking or, or, or to open your mind. Everybody is like, you know, the people who are very, very progressive, very liberal will watch Rachel because she validates all their what they already feel. Yes. And unfortunately, that's a trend in media. Well, one of the things well, what do you think? Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Don. No, you go and then I'll no. I'll do my thing. No, I was just going to ask. You saw today's that the the five um, uh, magazines are going to uh, uh, online, including mm-hmm. the surprise to me, People of all the magazines are, go- are going online rather than print. I mean, do you really think that perhaps by in ten or fifteen years it'll be all online and no print? Well, I mean, I think it's people at Spaniel. I, I don't know if it's the, the, the original people, but I know it's like Entertainment Weekly and InStyle and, you know, all these amazing magazines. Uh, that's a good question. You know, I, I think the threshold is if you're reading a magazine for information, you, you know, you can get that online instantly. If you're reading a magazine for an experience, like, you know, that tactile experience of holding the magazine and smelling the paper and seeing yep. the glossy photos. I think those will survive, you know, like the Vogue's. Uh, I think there will always be a place for Vogue and, and um, you know, the fashion magazines and the really like, uh, like artistic magazines. But if you're just, if you're reading a magazine just for information, you're going to go online. Those magazines will not stand a chance Yeah, uh, because, you know, it, 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 just the, just the act of printing it and shipping it, is four or five days, which, you know, four or five days is a lifetime in media now. Yes. So, um, so yeah, there's definitely going to be a shakeout. And I think the magazines that give a, a more tactile, visceral experience will survive. But the news magazines, the gossip magazines, I think their days are numbered. Well, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts about National Geographic? Um. You know, I, I always say that's one of those magazines that you put on your coffee table to show everybody else how cultured you are, but you're not even reading it. Um, yes. It's like the New Yorker. Oh, look how smart I am. I haven't read it in 20 years, but it's on my coffee table. Um, so I don't know. I Honestly, like, I, I, I don't know anybody who reads it. I mean, it's a gorgeous magazine, but I, I certainly don't have time to read it. Yeah. That is, you're, you're you're correct. It's 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 one of those magazines that you're like, oh, National Geographic, but I don't know of anybody who who picks it up and well, no, flips it's, through it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just involved with something, and that was the question. Uh, essentially, uh, what is the future of Geographic magazine? There's some interesting points brought out. But can Jimmy, uh, could I ask a different yeah, question? Yeah, go ahead, my friend. Sure. Go ahead. Um, uh, the Trump's new uh, new channel. What do you think that, uh, of his chances of success? Oh boy. Well, I mean, here's the thing: like, you never count Donald Trump out. Like, this man is a phoenix. Like, he always comes back. He always manages 
to win, uh, whether it's, you know, legally or not. Um, so I never count him out. Like, um, you know, starting a, uh, a network or a channel is very, very hard because, you know, you have to get cable operators and um, yep. money. And we all know Donald Trump doesn't use spend a dime of his own money. <laughs> so, um, yep. you know, <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be really interesting, you know, um, you know, he has this hold on, on his base and, you know, uh, 50 million or sem- I, I, 75 million people voted for the man. So obviously, you know, he has some draw, um, it, it really depends on, you know, distribution and production and, you know, his name is not going to carry it all. You know, it's, it's kind of the Oprah syndrome. You know, she started the Oprah network and people only want it. People watched it because they wanted to see her. And then she had Rosie O'Donnell and everybody and her cousin had a show and it failed and they had to completely redo it yep. because people wanted Oprah. Yep. And so is it will it be all Trump or will he have other guests or, you know, there's so many variables, but I never, I never count that man out. Yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's going to be interesting. We have got a fantastic guest with us today. Jeremy Murphy joins us and, uh, he has the fantastic book F off Chloe and he is one of my favorite PR people. And, uh, he joins us (laughs) here on our big program. So, I know you've probably been asked this in about a billion interviews that you've done, but how would you handle this Spotify thing with Joe Rogan if you were their PR people? Well, I think they've done as best you can because this is something that they didn't want. Um, You know, they were put in the middle of uh, a firestorm. Yeah. And, you know, you have these artists, who uh neil young and all these other artists who who who, um took objection to joe's stuff yeah and kind of gave an ultimatum you know uh, Mm -hmm. we're going to remove our stuff if you don't remove his stuff and that really kind of really kind of um annoyed me because you know they're artists and artists is about freedom of expression and about, yep. you know, saying what you want to say and expressing yep. your beliefs. And I think if they really believe that, they should have said, you know, we're going to remove our stuff. But the whole ultimatum really got to me like that's extortion. Um, but on the other hand, you know, I, I do believe that, you know, you do have a responsibility. You know, I know Joe interviews very controversial people. And if if they're just talking about theories and other beliefs i get that but if someone is on the platform whatever advocating for something very dangerous i think that's a red line for me and you know if it's a public health thing and if they're telling someone to do something that could i don't know hurt someone else i think that is that is an area that requires a lot of debate and and a lot of thought so um i don't know you know, I think Spotify is doing the best they can. Um, you know, I love it. It's a great platform. I listen to it all the time. Um, the oh yeah, that that is people. that is one thing they they have they have figured out. You know the the digital music or streaming. Yep. You know. 
part of it. There's there's no issues uh, with the service, you know, because because I remember, and this is kind of comparing apples to oranges, but I remember when McMahon launched the the WWE network, and all the WWE content was always fast and everything else. But if you watched another right. wrestling organization, it for whatever reason was very slow. <laughs> and I'm like, right. Are we doing this on purpose, Vince? And and I I can listen to anything on Spotify, and it's the same rate speed. It it it, it all works. Right. Well, I'm 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 fascinated by these people who feel like they have a right to be on Spotify. Okay, Spotify is a, is a platform. It's a for business platform. Yes, you do not have the right to be on it. Okay, it's like saying I have an opinion. The newspaper must print my opinion no they don't okay <laughs> these are <laughs> so like these all these people who say oh they're they're you know uh, this is freedom of speech no they just don't want you on it <laughs> okay like it, this is not required it is a business it is not a public platform yes so i i always laugh at that it's just like sorry no they don't want you well staying in in that uh in that in that topic, one of the things that I found, and I and I was waiting. I, I I when the whole thing started between Spotify and Joe Rogan and all this stuff and the controversy and all the nonsense, I was actively waiting, and I knew it was going to happen at some point. But somebody like uh, Rumble or you know somebody was going to come along and 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 try to offer him money, and it's like. Right. He's under contract, guys. <laughs> right. And not leaving. Um, what as 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 a as a PR person, what 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 do you think when you see things like that, where you have people like like Rumble who goes, well, you know, well, we'll pay a hundred million dollars, which is like, well, first of all, he's under contract, and second, all right. It's the same damn amount of money as he's making at Spotify. <laughs> but isn't that but a great PR? Isn't oh, that a great PR thing? It's genius. You get that out there because it shows someone else wants you. It shows your value. Because, by yes. the way, no one was talking about how much money he was making at, with Spotify until he got this other offer. I didn't know he was making $100 million or whatever. But now someone else offered it. And now we all know that there are two. there are now two people who want to pay him by the way i i could pass this guy in the street i wouldn't even know like i i just know him wasn't he the fear factor guy who was eating bugs or something that's right i i always i always yeah. tell everybody i'm like it's the guy from news radio why are we making such a yeah. big deal out of this like honestly like i i, I would pass him on the street i, I don't understand you know i i don't get it while everybody's so up in arms oh my like, god i I Some just podcast. If you're that stupid, then fine. But come on. I, I just always find it so strange. And the only reason why I why I knew the amount of money he was getting to begin with was that shortly, I guess I don't. I think it was in, at, towards the end of last year. Um, Howard Stern was going to supposedly retire and run off into the sunset, away from Sirius. And his contract was going to be up, and he was going to leave, and all this stuff. And then this Joe Rogan Spotify deal got announced, 
And then all of a sudden, Stern signed a brand new contract and was making $120 million. And I'm like, oh my God, Howard. Who <laughs> But they who paid it. To these so, people, though? I don't understand who has time to listen to. See, that's like, the thing. The satellite radio, like, that's Everybody's the thing. But, but, it's my that Spotify, but he brought a whole new audience to Spotify. I, 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 my understanding is that uh, it, it was really a, a coup on a part of Spotify to, to bring in a whole different audience for them. Well, Spotify, they're smart. Like, these people are not dumb. So they obviously saw an audience yes. uh, that he could bring. Yeah. Um, so I never doubt them. They're very, very smart. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a very uh, sophisticated platform. Um, but I, I, you know, I just like, I see everybody has a podcast and I'm just like, oh, yeah, everybody I have time for this. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, I, I remember way up? back in the day, my buddy Frank Cotolo, who does Cotolo Chronicles. And used to write. He was the he was the head writer for Wolfman Jack way back in the day. And he, when all this podcast stuff started, he's like, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. Right? <laughs> How you gotta listen to all it's this like crap? <laughs> it's like the people pro- protesting for Britney Spears. I'm like, wait, who has time for that? <laughs> like they're at the court court with they've got like. Uh, protest they've got signs they've got wigs and i'm like even if i had time i wouldn't do that (laughs) (laughs) don you you were getting ready to say something what do you think is going to be the end result of all this you know what this is going to fade this is going to fizzle you know the next there's going to be some other woke crisis some other (laughs) someone's going to say something else (laughs) you know the media has the attention span of a goldfish and this will be like t- next week. We'll be talking about something else. This is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at, well, and- we'll definitely be talking about Zucker for a little while. Yeah, for whatever reason, I, they're we're gonna be. You know what the thing about Zucker is? I'm 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 always fascinated. What like how much press he makes? I mean, you know, I, I just I don't I don't find him at all fascinating. Um, I just don't understand how, like, we're talking about him and not, I don't know, like, COVID. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> like, like, that too. They've made him, he's made himself the news, and he's done this throughout his career. Like, he always inserts himself into the news. Well, and there's and- no one less interesting that I want to read. I mean, the only two people I want to read about less are Harry and Meghan. Um <laughs> Well, I, I just don't get it. And and what the Jeff Zucker thing, like we were talking about, uh, I was talking about Stern uh, a little bit ago. He has this ability to make news by doing no news. That's like I remember right. way back in the day, um, I was watching, I think it was an episode of uh, Countdown with Keith Olbermann, which is which probably dates me severely. And, uh, and uh, he did a story about the fact that, or, or they or they went to a break and they did a news update. And, one of, and during the news update, they said, oh, Howard Stern today announced that he will not be leaving Sirius Satellite Radio. And I'm like, well, of course not. He's got two more years on his current contract. But I'm like, that's news. <laughs> yeah, right? He made news by not, 
making any news. And I'm like, this is fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm always amazed by the Kardashians who managed to do oh, good uh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> you know, I have to give it to them. They have completely made billions of dollars of doing nothing, nothing. Like adding nothing absolutely of value nothing. to the culture to society <laughs> and they're like literally the brinks truck is like backing up into their home that's and, right and I, it's amazing i don't understand it <laughs> well I, uh, I tried watching one episode and it was all like uh, awkward glances between all of them like for 10 minutes one's looking at the other and then <laughs> there's weird faces and like nothing happens and yet millions of people watch this I, I, I don't it, understand. It, 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 is, it is insane. It is just insane. But as we wrap up here, I want to start with uh, Don Mazzella. Don, how do we get your stuff and uh, get involved with what you're doing? You know, 2SB Digest, the National Robotics Education Foundation, the hyphen NREF.org, and one day a book. <laughs> one day a book. Um, IQ Rizzoli. Give me your thoughts on the show today. We had two great guests with uh, A.I. Fabler and, of course, the fantastic Jeremy Murphy. As usual, you have very good guests. No problem with them, especially if they're not leftist. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Otherwise, there will be a bloodbath. (laughs) (laughs) Well, IQ, how, how do we get your books, my friend? My books are on Amazon, Lifting the Veil, the True Faces of Muhammad and Islam, or just Google my name, Al Rasuli, A-L-R-A-S-S-O-L-I, and you'll know more about Islam than the imams of Islam. <laughs> so, Jeremy, um, how's the book doing, and where, where do we get it, my friend? So you can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, type in F off Chloe on Google. Everybody's got it. Uh, buy it because I'm going to be canceled and I'm going to be living under a bridge when this comes out. So I really need you all to buy it. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Jeremy, as always, thank you, my friend. And uh, IQ and Don, I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you, Jeremy. All right. Appreciate it. There they go. That is Jeremy Murphy, Don Mazzella, and the fantastic IQ Al Rizzoli. And that wraps it up. From our big broadcast, we will see you next time. And as they say, I don't know who's saying it. Don't know why they're saying it, but they are indeed saying it. Peace and chicken grease. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.